Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Royals Rundown podcast presented by Royals Review. We have a very special guest joining us tonight, but before we get on to him, please go check out RoyalsReview.com. You can also find them on Twitter, ah, on X, and on Facebook. I'm uh, I'm losing this this Twitter battle, Jeremy. It is it's not going very well. Well, that's uh, I I you just you should just lose it. It's the, the Twitter battle is is it's Twitter. Fair Even enough. then, it's not the X battle, right? No one would call it that. That doesn't make any sense. No, it, it doesn't. That uh, that sounds a lot more suspicious. I, I will say that. Well, hey, let's uh, let's go ahead and meet our guest tonight. He is a pitcher in the Royals Royals minor league system. Finished off the season with the Omaha Storm Chasers. He is Will Klein. Will, how are you doing today, man? I'm good, guys. Uh, thank you for having me on. Of course, man. Of course, it's always a pleasure to uh, to have you on. You were uh, back when this podcast was first getting its legs under it. You were one of the first players I interviewed, so I greatly appreciate you uh, you coming back on the show, especially after such a a rebound season, man. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely been a while. Uh, <laughs> there's been some ups and downs uh, since then. I think that was was that before or after my first year. It was it was after your first yeah. It was right after. So you yeah. got me after good years and. <laughs> and so, uh, hey you know what it's a good sign if, hopefully we do this every year yeah hey I, yeah. I like it i like it hey so before we before we talk about the season and what happened and everything like that i want to just check in with you it's been what like a month and a half since the minor league season ended how are you feeling uh feeling a lot better than i did towards the end of the year that's for sure <laughs> uh it took like three weeks off from nothing pretended i was a normal person and then uh started the past month I've been lifting past two, three ish weeks. I've been, I've been thrown again. So getting back into it. Okay. Okay. What's your, uh, what's your off season program looking like? We talked to, um, to Steven Zoback, another, another mm-hmm. pitcher there. We got a little bit of insight into his program. I'm curious what yours looks like. Uh, it's starting off a little, like, I mean, just nice and slow, uh, lifting three times a week, uh, get some, some cardio, some bike or some sprints in, uh, two to three times a week. Uh, and then throwing started a week after I started lifting. So I think I'm on week four of throwing or week four of lifting, week three of throwing. And so I last two weeks it's been just like two times a week, nice and easy. Uh, and then this week it's, it's three times a little one and a half nice and easy days. One of the, I guess two nice and easy days and one, like a little like 60, 70%-ish day uh, and take that for, I think that's two or three weeks. And then next phase, like an on-ramp and there's like a command and pitch, uh, like pitch design execution phase and then hmm. like a game ready phase. And so those are all like three, four-ish weeks uh, to try to kind of roll you right into spring training. Wow. Okay. It's uh listen, spring training feels like it's a long ways away, but when you put it like that, it uh it ain't really that far off, is it? No, if you just go like complete in each day, it kind of gets on you real quick. <laughs> Every year it's like, holy crap, it's already here again. And so Woo. Goodness, no. man. Goodness. It is so just to clarify, are the is the Royals putting together that program for you, or is that like a third party? No, it's it's the Royals. I know a lot of guys because I mean, you got a lot of guys that kind of do their own thing or they blend it. And I know, like my first year, I did a I did a third party, uh, kind of blend thing. But like last year, they kind of revamped how they put together throwing programs, and everyone kind of like on my level in the in the minor leagues was really happy. And so I know a lot of guys have switched over and committed to that. And so it's it's promising, and I think a lot of people saw good results and turnarounds this year. So I'm going to roll with that again. Okay. Sounds pretty good to me. And uh, honestly, man, it's uh, you, at least in the box score, you, you saw a lot of, a lot of turnarounds this season. I, I will say that um, later on in the show, I do want to talk about, you know, you heading up to Seattle for the futures game and, and all that, but you know, I don't know if you've had time to look back on the season and kind of how it, how it started from March and then ended in September and just how, how are you feeling looking back on the season? Uh, looking back on it compared to like 20, uh, 
22, super happy, you know, cause there were a lot of, a lot of questions after, after that year, uh, myself and, and others were asking. And so it was nice to put together like a, a good year. There were, there was like two really bad weeks, which is frustrating to look back at it and be like, man, two weeks, like kind of put a damper on a whole, like nice year together. But, uh, I'm pretty happy with how, how it went overall, uh, beginning, middle and end of the year. Uh, I think there were some pretty good phases there with how, how it went like the start and then leading up to being promoted, had a good couple weeks after being promoted uh, and then tough, tough go there after like the couple weeks after the fall league. And then I, I feel like I've finished, finished strong. Uh, so it was nice to turn that around at the end too. Yeah, that's the, that's really good. How's the uh, how's the pitch mix looking? I haven't uh, I haven't been able to sit down and watch one of your outings in Omaha yet. I was curious how you feeling about it. Uh, pretty happy. I mean, I just yeah. I mean the only thing I need to do is really like land that curveball more. I was looking at just some data, some like advanced metrics from this past year, and I just had way way too much waste with that pitch uh, and for the for the contact and like damage people were doing in the zone with it. And so I just get more consistent landing that in there. Uh, and it's kind of a different ball game. It helped, I mean, just getting ahead earlier with that pitch. Well, I was able to strike guys out even when I wasn't. So just imagine how much easier it'd be if I was. And that's really, that's my, my main goal this off season is okay. just reeling in that one. So make, let, let me make sure that I'm right in this. So, I mean, bread and butter's fastball. That's that. That's been the case since you know your first days here. You got the curveball, which is mm-hmm. from what I remember seeing is pretty solid. Yeah. Um. Have you? Do I remember correctly? Were you working with a slider for a while? Yeah, I threw the slider. Uh, I'm fifteen to twenty ish percent this year. It was a big, big strikeout pitch for me to uh to righties. So that really okay. helped. That was the slider helped when I couldn't land my curveball because that's where I got in trouble last year. Couldn't land my curveball. Well, then it's just a fastball, and my fastball command last year wasn't as good as it was this year, and so it's just kind of piled on itself. Uh, last year and this year, I was able to throw that slider in there and um, mix it up a little bit more with even when my curveball wasn't there. And so it was a that was something the Royals had suggested I added last off season or bring back and like revamp because I I threw it in college, uh, and so I did that, and that was a big part of my success this year okay okay um do you, you don't throw a change up do you or am I, I threw it like three percent of the time and double yeah. a and then i didn't throw it once in triple a just <laughs> you don't, don't like it i i don't i don't mind it. it's just why would i throw like my fourth best pitch when i have three really good other pitches is the thing fair enough that makes sense hey so i i gotta i haven't been able to ask picture this what do you what do you think about this whole debate over like the the slutter versus the cutter versus the sinker what, what do you think about that man what do you mean uh I've... so like everyone everyone is uh they're talking about like three pitches with like five different names and trying yeah. to, try to change up names man it doesn't make a lot of sense i just think with like the increased like accessibility to like advanced metrics people are realizing like pitches that they thought were all the same or like pretty different. Like, I mean, I've seen that with like the sweeper and the slider people wanting to call them the same. And like, I guess you'd say they're both still sliders, but the sweeper is a completely different pitch and like a gyro slider. And so if it doesn't really help to like label them the same, like the, like you got a cutter normally has like good positive uh, vert behind it. I know Joan DePoto's, cutter had more vert than his fastball because he throws a sinker well then if you get a slutter that's probably a normal like gyro-ish slider but with like a little bit of a vert i guess but it's probably more towards like that gyro slider that's got a little bit of a downward angle whereas the cutters got ride like a four seam okay. and then like a, a sinker's a sinker's down and in and a, like a two seam's just in it's just a whole slew of new classifications for like different variations of the same pitch kind of oh goodness it listen man it i i feel like i know a good bit about baseball but man that that, sh- that stuff gives me headaches I, oh I, and I, they're I, they're adding like a death ball now you know a what? I, I saw it on i think tread posted a video of it the other day calling like a 12-6 with like 
uh, arm side run like a death ball. So it like literally is straight up and down, like no, Good no goodness. sort of uh, horizontal movement at all. Just I don't know. I, that's a little far for me. That uh, that sounds well. Hey, it sounds pretty deadly to opposing batters. I will uh, I will say that. They can get that on the MLB broadcast next year. I'll I'll laugh. That'd be funny. <laughs> that it would. That it would. Rex will help us out. I bet. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're in a you're in Rex trying to make heads or tails of that would be fun. I will say that. Well, hey, I want to I want to talk about your experience up in Seattle, man. So so you were chosen to be the Royals representative at the all-star futures game. And I, I know you didn't have a, have a perfect outing there actually on the, on the mound and that's okay. But I just want to know more, more about the experience. Like how, how was it? What do you take away from that? I mean, it was awesome. Other than like the, the five minutes I last saw on the mound, uh, everything around it was so cool uh, from getting chosen and them like trusting me to represent them. Uh, that was, that meant a lot. And then, uh, getting to go there, just like the whole being able to like bring my wife and my dad. Uh, fortunately, my mom and siblings couldn't make it, but getting them getting to go and like experience all that too, and just kind of like seeing kind of the fanfare around it. It was like a little like mini day of being in the show, kind of, and it was just it was really cool. Um, like we got to got to just pretend that we were <laughs> major leaguers there for a second. I know a lot of them turned out to be already and will be next year. And, Hopefully that's the case, but uh, and then outside the baseball part, like we went to a really nice dinner and Pike Place and saw the ocean. Almost went on a whale tour, you know. It was, it was, it was a fun experience because we had some friends up there too that got to that got to come down. So it was, it was good, good all around uh, coming together for for the All Star break for sure. Heck yeah, and at least you didn't have to wear those. Uh, I remember the past couple of years they had those silly like split jerseys those are so bad oh my god the ones <laughs> like, i like the ones this year we got to keep one too so it's oh really that's pretty cool nice. yeah they gave us one for the game and then one to take home so that's that's cool that they did that and that'll be framed in our next house or something little man cave heck yeah it's just, it's just back in the closet right now huh yeah i don't even know where it is right now they <laughs> <laughs> get out of a box somewhere hey that that is a-okay hey i, I was uh I, I was super glad to to see you get picked to uh to go up there i was you know it's you you said it before it was a little bit of a rough uh go in 2022 but you bounce back in all the ways you can control in in 2023 i want to you know we, we talk about weathering past the bad times to get to the good but like how do you i don't know how how are you approaching next season after having both of those a good season a bad season and a good season you know what i mean I mean, I'm just gonna pretend like 22 didn't even happen. Hey, all right, all right, was, I like it. That was that was two years ago, and I yeah. think what I did last year uh, just made that null and void. Uh, it kind of showed what I could do at at the upper levels uh, and learned a lot, especially from that little bad period I had. And again, like a lot more mental than than physical stuff there. And so, uh, just take it in, you know, gonna try to make the team out of spring training. If that doesn't happen make it a month and you know just keep rolling uh if, if things don't happen that you can't control just you know keep keep going and it will happen you know same thing i was just i feel like i was waiting forever to get, get called up to to triple a uh and then i almost got in my head about it i was like god when, when's it gonna happen uh and i was like no i can't i can't worry about that i still gotta still gotta pitch where i'm at right now and so it's kind of be gonna be the same thing as next year like finishing triple a hopefully you know get the big league invite and then show them what i can do like uh pitching wise there and just show them that i'm even better than i was last year so hopefully Heck yeah man i'm i'm looking forward to it i've i've been un- unabashed i'm a i'm a big fan of you and and i just uh i, I enjoyed watching you on the mound when i when i can watch in i love to watch you do it in a royals uniform man yeah me too okay jeremy do you have any questions yeah, I I like to kind of be on a completely different track. So Jacob's <laughs> asking you all these baseball questions. I want to know about you a little bit. Right. So like, what, when you're not working out or or on the field, which you are a lot, what what do you like to do? Uh, let's where to start. Um, <laughs> I don't. So I mean, it's, it's weird to have. Oh, hold on. 
Yeah, I'll get him in a second. My cat's on the on the stove, but he'll be fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, so we got two cats. Uh, so my wife's in law school, so I have a lot of time at home trying to take care of them, and they're they're not the brightest, but uh, they're they're pretty fun to have, and they they help too, and they travel with us, so that's that's something I like to do. Uh, earlier, you said I, you thought I was playing video games. Well, I do, just not right now. Uh, play like FIFA and. Uh, not me other games right now, but that's I like playing yeah, FIFA. No, 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 uh, the show. Huh? No MLB the show? No, I played that during the season. It's just that's just too much baseball. That's so much <laughs> baseball. Oh my god. Hundred and sixty ish games and you're done. Yeah, I bet. Uh <laughs> uh you know, watching sports like we watched a lot of the World Series, uh college football. I'm Indiana Hoosiers fan, watch the Colts too, as sad as that is. Uh <laughs> and then some some soccer, uh, and so that that's fun too. It gives me something to watch. And then I collect I collect some uh, trading cards too, like uh, Pokemon. That was uh, my cleats were inspired by by that for the future oh. game. Uh, and you so your favorite Pokemon, uh, Tyranitar. They're on my they're on my cleats there. And so nice. that was cool to get to kind of put that little flare on them for for the futures game too. That was definitely yeah. a fun part. Um, but no, that's that's really it. Like we do a lot of outdoor stuff, like walks, hikes, like getting to go see a bunch of different things. And so it's really just hanging out with, with my wife and my cats and, you know, venturing around St. Louis right now. That sounds like a terrific time. You got any uh, recommendations if somebody goes to St. Louis where they should go visit or where they should well, eat? I mean, the Arch, obviously. Arch, yeah. um, we live on the hill. It's an Italian district uh in st louis and our favorite place here uh is antonino's it's been on uh diners drive-ins and dives i think no i, I think it's i think it's right. one of the guy fieri shows uh but it's really good uh nice italian italian restaurant uh lots more around um i'm trying to, we don't go out to eat a whole lot but i mean obviously like you've got bush stadium you've got the blue stadium uh, the new soccer team, St. Louis City Stadium, is is super cool. Uh, Soulard's a cool like go like spot to get some drinks, and there's just a there's just a whole lot like in the the surrounding like St. Charles and Clayton kind of area too. So, just I mean, there's a whole lot to do like anywhere within thirty minutes. It's it's a super nice place to live. Cool. Um, so just to completely twist things around again, <laughs> uh, the the minor leagues got to join you minor league players got to join the, mm -hmm. the MLBPA. Uh, I think it was last year. Um, have, has that made a drastic change in your minor league experience that you've noticed so far? Yeah. A lot of those horror stories you hear from old guys are, are not really a thing anymore. I know last year, like the whole housing thing started and that was, I mean, that was the biggest impact. I think anyone's kind of uh, changed. Not, yeah, biggest change that uh, has impacted minor leaguers uh, in like the past 20-ish years just because I know in 21, we we didn't really know where we were going until like three or four days before, which is standard. But I was Quad Cities, which is a new affiliate for the Royals, so no one had any contacts. And we got there like three or four days before our first series, and it was on the road. And so we were like the whole time we we're on the road, half of us are still trying to find like living places because we want to give like a five, six uh, month lease and all that. And so just having like steady housing and like not having to pay for it helped a lot of guys, especially guys that had wife and ch uh, wives and children because they were offered a stipend too for all that if they opted out uh, or they got like their own their own like one bedroom place. And so that was awesome. Obviously, like the pay increase too, like with forming a union was was nice and a lot the year round pay too. Like we're getting, I think it's like five hundred every two weeks. It's not a lot, but it's enough to help with like groceries and uh, rent and and training fees and so all that. Uh, so that's I mean it's been pretty awesome. Uh, and I, I remember going to like those meetings before it all started, and no one thought it would happen as fast as it did. And so it's right. kind of crazy that it just like you put the vote through and boom, your union and then the settlement and all that. It was, it was kind of a whirlwind there, but it was, it was great to be a part of it. 
Cool. That's really good to hear. I'm glad all those horror stories are over. They, yeah. Like, they were they were not fun to, to really think about. I was like, man, if I was in that situation, I would not be able to handle that. Like, guys sleeping in bathtubs and stuff like yeah. that. No, that was, that was a real thing. Up until, like, 21, we had, like, four guys in, like, a one-bedroom. Like, people, like, two mattresses in the living room, like, I know the Angels guys that got the whole thing changed. Angel, I don't know where it was, but I mean they were sleeping like in their cars and stuff, and it was it was crazy. Good, yes. cool. Uh, I I think that's all I've got for now. Thank, Thank you. you. Hey, th- thanks for the questions, Jeremy. Do uh, I I didn't even think about asking about the the union the stuff. Stuff. You've you've seen both sides of it as as you were talking about. Um. Will, before we get on out of here, if our listeners had to know one thing about you, one minute detail, what, what would it be? Uh, oh, man. Just like super random, like, or like what kind of. It, it, it could be anything, anything you wanted to be. You're going up to someone, shaking their hand, saying, hi, my name is Will Klein, and I am blank. Or something about you. Should have prepared me for that one. Uh, <laughs> I like to put people on the spot with it. I mean, it's super random that I don't think anyone would get from look at me is, or the fact that I played baseball is I skipped uh, second grade in elementary school. So really, that's a random one I like to throw out there. All right, yeah, that'll uh, you don't hear about that too often now, do you? Nope. Heck yeah, heck yeah, man. Well, hey, I know uh, I know you got a lot of other things to be busy about. And uh, I'm sure you're not just trolling on social media a whole lot. But if folks want to follow you, where can they find you at? Uh, I think I'm on Twitter. Everyone calls it Twitter. No one's going to call it X. That was <laughs> uh, I know. I think it's just Will Klein Zero. Okay. Uh, Klein is K-L-E-I-N. Uh, and then Instagram is just Will Klein, but no uh, vowels. Just W-L-L-K-L-N. All right, uh, that's one way to put it out there. Yeah, I thought I thought it looked cool, and it's kind of stuck now. All the other world clients <laughs> were taken, so. Fair uh, enough. I think that's all I got. Heck yeah, man! Well, hey, we do uh, we do appreciate you sitting down with us for about twenty minutes. Oh, heck yeah! There's one of the cats. Yeah, that's Mango. He wanted Mango? to say hi. He was the one on the stove. <laughs> What's your other cat's name? Ash. Ash. Uh, Mango is Mango. orange, and Ash is gray. So. Nice. That's a that's a pretty easy way to tell them apart now, isn't it? Yep. If you flip those names, everyone would be very confused. That's what I thought. <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, Will, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us tonight, man, and wish you all the best in the in the off season, and hopefully we can catch up again before uh, before the rubber meets the road. How's that sound? Works for me. Thank you guys for having me on. Heck yeah, man. Have a good evening now. Okay. Yep. You too. See you. See you. Bye. Bye. All right, and that was the one and only Will Klein joining us from St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you, Will, for uh, for giving us a few minutes of your Wednesday evening. Jeremy, man, listen, he's uh, we've had a couple of pretty good interviews. We had we had Zoback, we had you say, yeah. Well, no, we're we're starting to stack for a couple. Up. I know you've done you've done <laughs> several more. Oh well, I got the um. So the Stephen Zoback interview is going to publish next Monday. Um, so go ahead and check that out. If you want to listen to it early, I'm going to, I'll plug it. Shameless plug. Um, you can listen, you can watch it, excuse me, on my YouTube page. Um, just Jacob Milham. Yes, Jeremy, I have a whole 11 subscribers over there. Can you Woo-hoo. believe that? Woo-hoo. Let man, me know when you oh get man. to 500. Uh, that's not happening. <laughs> I, I managed, uh, I, how many years did that take me? Six, seven years? And I got to 500 subscribers. Woo, man! Oh man! Oh man! Well, hey, it's up to it's up to five views, and I put it out a day ago. So I mean, uh, that's well, a, that's pretty good, I would say. YouTube is. I gotta tell you, this is the reason I I decided we should have a TikTok account and not a podcast YouTube account. Is because YouTube is awful to try and and get anyone to pay any attention to you. Yeah, TikTok people are gonna your, people are gonna see your videos. Just because of the sheer quantity of people on there, and also because they're shorter, mm-hmm. and it just kind of throws them at you. Whereas, like YouTube, like you got to go looking for, you know, like oh, I want to see something about Royals baseball. That's the only way you're going to see it, right? Exactly. 
Exactly. It's, and I'm, I'm very glad for you, uh, getting that TikTok up and running. And if you, if you don't follow us on TikTok, it is, it is your loss. I will say that we're on there at Royal Rundown Pod. You get to see us be silly. You get to see exclusive <laughs> snippets that you don't hear on the podcast, i.e. my wife, who is uh, on <laughs> on FaceTime right now, you know, getting us out of the show early. I she, Honestly, she saved, uh, as I wrote on the TikTok post, she saved our audience from like two minutes of us. And, and maybe it would have <laughs> even gone on longer of us just not being able to stop. Yeah. Like, I know that's a me problem where I just can't stop talking and I'll just start repeating myself over and over again because I don't know how to continue, but I can't stop. <laughs> I didn't know that was also a you problem, but apparently yeah, it, it can. It, it could be a me problem at, a, <laughs> at some times. And listen, some people who should really learn how to stop are the are the folks in Jackson County there running, <laughs> running that county because it is that's really the only other Royals related thing to talk about is I know that that happened last week. It happened on the article, came out, what, on Thursday? All the backlash happened on Friday, and then it was it was pretty quiet over the weekend, which um, was both a good and a bad thing because I don't think anyone was really paying attention when the county, like, actually said something back in response to it. Um, so long, long story short, not Frank White still has not said anything on this. Frank White is, quote-unquote, yeah, he is... Uh, they said that he is out of town. Um, and quote, Isn't that so what I just said, yeah, it is. Okay, I've, I, I want to make. Sure. Sure, I want to make. I, sure I might know. say something completely different, and I won't even notice sometimes. Oh no, trust me. I uh, for a person who talks a lot, sometimes I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> that's a that's not a good thing to have. Not a good quality. But long story short, Fox Four over there in Casey got with County Administrator Troy Schult, I think is how you say his last name. Um, just, go ahead. I have to throw out there that I am displeased with that article. Yeah. Because it does not note until the very end, the final sentence that Schult works in White's office. Yeah. Which is kind of important when you're talking to someone who is saying, no, all of this information that Frank White is giving you is real. Like, it's important to know that the guy works with slash for the guy he's backing up. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, um, I will, I will say this. It was just not very well put together because I couldn't read that without the headline and say, okay, so this is what the county is saying about it. The, right. The yeah, quote yeah, yeah. was very vague. Yeah. There wasn't any the backing information. Not great either. You're right. Yeah. So like, I don't want to sit here and just like bash on them i'm sure that they're out here doing their best they are but like sure. hey here here's just a couple notes you know bring it just, let's, let's just bring that next time please yep and that's that's all you can do live learn do better um but yeah the to sum it all up this or sorry mr schult i assume is uh standing by the the kansas city star report um that reported amount with like two thirds of it, I think is the rough amount being the insurance to cover a new downtown yeah, stadium. I, I believe that's correct. In a, he did note in the article um, that the insurance for the current stadium is going up twenty four. Was it twenty four percent? It was. It was in the double digits. Um, it is twenty twenty four. It is uh, going up eighteen percent. Eighteen percent. In, okay, so I was like, 24, it's going up in 24, and it's 24%? That can't be right. Um, no, so it's 18% in 2024. So when they give you that this is going to go up in 10% every year, like, and I don't think he would just flat out lie about that. Yeah. Because that is that is a direct statement, right. right? That it's going up 18%. And I, they don't, people don't usually directly lie like that. They, they'll fudge things, they'll, they'll disguise things, but that's a direct statement. I don't, so I believe that. And then that makes, he's like, well, this is why we think it could be 10% for the rest of the, the time. And also he makes the, the valid point that like, you can't just go to your local Allstate and say, hey, will you insure this $2 billion stadium for us, please? Yeah. There's there's relatively few insurers they can even negotiate with. Um, and as we all know, uh, the the fewer 
uh, competitors there are, the better price you get, right, Jacob? <laughs> yeah, obviously, it's it's the best thing for the consumer to have. Yeah, monopolies are good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, if you have monopoly money, they're they're good. <laughs> but unfortunately, I don't have monopoly money. If you want to build a hotel, they're good. Apparently so. It's only like a hundred bucks <laughs> to build a hotel. Shoot, I'll do that. <laughs> but yeah, so like, even though he works for White, and so that makes you really want to question, like, what are his priorities here? Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't imagine he's directly lying about those things. And yeah. so that does make me think that he it does actually throw some support behind what we've already been talking about. Yeah. And that's I, I do want to clarify this. Um, the initial documents that everyone is citing are still they're still not public. Um, those aren't ones that under it's the Missouri Sunshine Law is, I believe, what it's called. Um, they're still confidential, not releasable to, to the public, things like that. Um, I am curious if this gets even more nasty. Will we start seeing documents leaked and and things like that? Yada yada yada. But it is, I I understand the what it was two point nine out of like four and a half to or sorry, excuse me, uh, four point three to six point four billion over a forty mm-hmm. year time period. Um, I would love I would really love to see those documents and see how that is all broken out. And see if the 2.9 is like a high estimate, low estimate, or the median somewhere in there. Um, because, yeah, it's just that price tag that they're talking about is a lot bigger than what we've heard from the Royals and from other parties. And to be fair, and you can roll your eyes at me about this, Jeremy, and listeners can roll their eyes about it as well. I guess the Royals technically weren't saying that they were contributing to like the life of the stadium. With that oh, amount, no, they're that they absolutely were pledging. not. They were just pledging the, the life of the stadium. Yeah, they were just pledging the initial building cost. Yeah, because that's all they want to talk about. Because that's uh, going to be the significantly lower number. Whatever right. the again, whatever the final number is, it's going to be much larger than whatever number is bandied about. As this is how much this project cost. Yeah, yeah, sure. But we had to take out loans. We had to pay back interest. We had to insure it. We had to upgrade infrastructure. We've been over all this, so I won't belabor the point. Exactly. Um, so yeah, this is, I truthfully, I don't know where this situation is, is standing right now. A lot of the, after Friday, a lot of the parties are pretty quiet right now, which that is a a side effect of this happening in the off season. The Royals are not at the front of the, uh, of the pecking order for headlines. It's kind of the chiefs Halloween holidays right now. We're, we're heading in that time frame. Um, so I imagine we'll probably start hearing some more concrete things, you know, once February rolls around, once they have to start campaigning, possibly for that April ballot, we'll, uh, we'll see what they're happens gonna, there. I just don't see how that's possible at this point. Cause you're I, basically I done being productive this year. Um, as far as like government work goes. Yeah. And, and like you said, you've got to, you've got to rally public support to get them to you know vote yes and you got to do all this stuff i just don't see how and there's enough disagreement here that i don't i don't see the county just going fine we'll give you exactly what you're asking for and it doesn't feel like the royals are willing to settle for less yet no um so i i would be i would be very shocked at this point if that three eight cents sales tax went to ballot in April, as the Royals have asked for this whole process has gone much more slowly than the Royals would have liked, whatever you think the reasons are. (laughs) Um, And I expect that to continue as we get to that deadline that they have set. I do. I do agree with that. And I will, before folks start talking about Royals going to Nashville, Royals going to the Carolinas, stuff like that. They still have a good amount of time before we get to that point. I don't even, even if we're, we're on a a bad trajectory right now. I think even if we continue this trajectory for another year, year and a half, that's when we'll start hearing about stuff like this. And honestly, I just, I still don't see it happening because as we've heard from people, I don't think that the Royals are serious about Clay County. But I keep hearing from people that Clay County is serious about Clay County. And so if 
John Sherman and the Royals go, listen, this is not going to work in Jackson County. They're not going to give us what we want. Mm-hmm. Well, Clay County is uh, an obvious next step, whereas Nashville, Charlotte, wherever, is not <laughs> yeah. at all. So here's here's the here's the soapbox that I, that I kind of want to get on because we heard from the Chiefs this week saying that they were kind of standing pat on their stadium stuff because they sure. are you know they're next in line after the Royals. But and all of the current stadium stuff is all tied together, so they can't yeah. really do anything until they know which way the Royals are going to jump. Exactly. But the Royals, or sorry, excuse me, the Chiefs made it clear that they just want to renovate Arrowhead. They don't want mm-hmm. to, you know, that, and of course that can change. They can change their opinion and stuff like that. But let's let's just say that they are 100% on board with we are not going to move the Chiefs. We are not going to tear down Arrowhead and rebuild. We are just going to renovate. Mm-hmm. In In my mind, Jeremy... And I would love your response on this. In my mind, I that puts more mind. That's always scary. <laughs> it, it is. Um, I think that is more of a reason for voters to see the cause behind the Royals feeling like they need to move. And I, I understand this is this is kind of going back full circle to when this whole process started. Because they they talked about the the concrete cancer and the infrastructure stuff that that has to happen at Kaufman. Still well, hasn't been reported by anybody it, else. It, exactly. So that's the it hasn't been publicly reported, and the, the only aren't talking about it. If, right. I mean, if concrete they're connected. If the concrete cancer was in Kaufman, you would think it would be affecting Arrowhead as well. And that the Chiefs would be like, well, it might make more sense to even even if they want to stay there to knock it down and start over. And exactly. And that's that just ties back. And I under the the county stuff, we I'm not putting 100 percent of my trust in it, but I will say that their evaluations of Truman Sports Complex were that it was still in operable shape. It was still in OK shape, I think, is the the word. So. Does, I mean, we're we're seeing all the pushback. Do you think that the public would be more on board with just, hey, let's give them money to renovate both stadiums? Oh, absolutely. I think uh, because there's still so many people who are like, why do you have to leave Kaufman? Kaufman is a beautiful, iconic stadium. Yeah. Um, And, and as I've talked about before, Dodger Stadium around for a long time mm-hmm. uh, uh, Fenley, uh Fenway Fenway, Fenway. that's I was like Fenley Fenley <laughs> you had a brain for it there Wrigley Wrigley Fenway <laughs> both around a long time yeah. <laughs> um and of course we know the answer the answer is that the Royals John Sherman the rest of the ownership group want some real estate development yeah. and and they want the city to help pay for it so they say well it's a stadium and it's a public private partnership um, and so I don't really think the Royals or excuse me, the chiefs see, I'm so hard. Uh, <laughs> the chiefs have much to do with it. I think the chiefs are just like, we don't want to be involved in whatever mess y'all are trying to get into. Right. We're happy with where we are because in, uh, really they do not want to move. They want that giant parking lot that belongs to the teams, mm-hmm. to the stadium, because that tailgating culture is so ingrained there. And if you if you move to, like, say, downtown, um, then you're talking about dividing the parking up and and really changing the vibe and the dynamic. Um, so I don't I don't know. Uh, the Chiefs have it really good right where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I could absolutely see a scenario where they're like, OK, now that the Royals are gone, we could take that spot. We can turn that into a practice field. Now we don't got to go to St. Joe. Yeah. Uh, or they could say we could turn this into more parking. We could turn this into an, a, a, a money making opportunity of some other kind. Yeah. I don't know what they they probably have lots of they probably have a whole team of guys just sitting there like what could we do if the Royals move and figuring all this stuff out that are all smarter and better at making money with real estate than I am. Um, yeah. So. I, I think just, that's probably yeah. where they're at is the chiefs just don't want to be involved because the Royals have kind of made a mess of this from the beginning. And the chiefs are like, well, we don't really want to get, 
We don't want to be associated with that. And obviously the Royals want the Chiefs associated with it because the Chiefs have much pr- more positive press right now, as we talked about back during the All-Star break when John Sherman was talking about, you know, oh, we want this because it'll benefit the Royals and the Chiefs, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's that's kind of where I'm at. As I don't think the it's... Chiefs really care what the Royals do. They're just going to, you know, try and make the best decision they can based on whatever does happen with the Royals. So it's, I, I don't think that, I don't think that one necessarily plays like plays overlord to the other for a lack of oh, I think terms. the Chiefs absolutely play overlord to the Royals. Well, I'm sorry. I meant like the stadium decisions specifically. Oh, well, I'd say only in the sense that the Chiefs don't know what their options are until the Royals have made their choice. Okay. okay. Yep, that's true. I I don't know. Maybe maybe the public needs to be pushing for we, we need to go back to like step two of this whole process. Okay. Ownership group announces that they want to move stadiums and then, and then they put out their reasonings for wanting a new stadium rather than renovating. Okay. Let's go back to that step and establish. Do you really need to leave Kauffman stadium? Um, and I, and I understand that we, especially me, I understand that I can sound a little flip floppy on this because I kind of just gave into the, well, if the Royals want it, they're going to have the downtown stadium one way or another, whether that's with less public money or more public I, money. I still think is the case. It's, I, I don't know, man. I, in the end, I will be very surprised if the Royals do not get a new stadium built in East Village. That I will be very surprised if that doesn't happen. Okay. Uh, I don't know what all we're going to deal with in getting there. I don't know how much deeper the drama may go. <laughs> um, but I, I do think that's eventually where we end up. Okay. I, yeah. I don't necessarily like it because that will mean that the public is paying for part of it. And as I was, I was kind of going back and forth with Preston on uh, Twitter mm-hmm. uh, this morning. Um, and I basically conceded, like, if the Royals agree to pay for this, you know, or if the Royals stop pushing for the sales tax and let the, the county remember, because the Royals don't really get to decide this. They just keep saying, this is what we want. Yeah. Um, if the county says, we're going to put on the ballot a ticket tax that will pay this amount of money for you. And also, we're not going to guarantee all of it only for the stadiums because that's how this current deal is set up is even if they bring in excess on that sales tax, they can't spend it on any other project. They just have to hold it for the stadiums. Um, And I don't like that. Uh, Not everyone benefits from having a stadium, no matter what the Royals will tell you, Mm -hmm. no matter what any sports team will tell you, because if, if if you're not going to the stadium, it's not benefiting you. No. Um, So you shouldn't pay taxes on things that don't, help you and i know that somebody's gonna be like oh well i pay taxes for schools and i don't have any kids well yeah but an educated society benefits you yes but a stadium doesn't have that kind of tertiary benefit um or economic benefit (laughs) right well yeah exactly so i just that's what i want to see is i want to see it tax the people who are actually benefiting from it aka the people going to the stadium Mm -hmm. AKA the people running the stadium. Mm -hmm. And then I want to see the money available to improve society at large. You want a public private partnership. That's what it looks like is that, okay, we have given you some money to build your stadium. Now you give us money in the form of taxes that we can then use to improve the lives of our citizens. Mm -hmm. That's a public private partnership. What the Royals are currently asking for is not that. Oh man, it's it, it's tough, and I'm I'm hoping that this is like one of two times that we're gonna have a big blow up about the stadium in Kansas City media. I'm really hoping that you know in a month's time we're talking about the free agents that the Royals have started signing and the trades. Well, I'm, yeah, I, and I I just to completely. Go, jump on this topic now. Oh boy. Um, I really do think the Royals are going to be busy this off season. I don't yeah. think it has to do with the stadium. I think it has to do with 
Um, you know, they the way J.J. Piccolo was talking at his end-of-season press conference was like, yeah, we've got to fill some holes. we got to fill a lot of holes. And we can't just do it all internally. So I'm, I'm real excited. Uh, I'm ready to, to have my heart broken again, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, th- that is history will say that is how it's going to go down my i have the same outlook that they will whether it be on the trade market whether it will be in free agency i think that the royals will be making plenty of moves like it was like three weeks that we went last time without a royals move well mm-hmm. Frank, i think they were the very last ones to make a move or yeah something like that they were they were amongst among the last at the very least in my mind, I chalk that up to, okay, you have JJ who is just getting into that seat. I don't care that he was with the franchise before. He still have some onboarding stuff to go with. And the team didn't want to invest in pitching, which was their main need, when you don't have a pitching coach yet. So they didn't move on from any any coaches this, uh, this past season, whether you like it or not. That is how they're standing pack right I now. It. It's I've, I've seen I've seen it come up a lot lately for some reason i i I don't see the immediate benefit i i get why people would want them like this let me put it to you like this would you like the royals to emulate the raiders Oof. (laughs) that's a team that hires coaches to fire them real quick you didn't get me to the playoffs yet you're gone that's true do you, do you want to be the Raiders? Do you want to? Are they known for how dysfunctional they are? Mm-hmm. For how they don't treat their players well? Do you want the Royals to be as that? That's what you're asking for when you say the Royals should fire Matt Quattrero. Is you're asking for them to go down that path? Yeah. And we we don't want to go down that path. That is nope. not the franchise that we want to emulate. So. Hopefully, in a month's time, we'll actually have some good, solid Royals things to uh, to talk about. But um, I'm very glad that we were able to have Will Klein on this uh, this evening. Thank you very much, sir. Seems for... like a great guy. Yeah, it's I have in my limited interactions with him, I have I have nothing but uh but good things to to say about Will. And it's uh it's always good to hear more about the person and their experiences in baseball rather than just uh than just the box score, in my opinion. So thank you very much. Anytime I see someone who has a pet Mm. and can say with that love on their face, they're a little dumb. (laughs) They're a little dumb, but I know that they're probably, they, they got something going for them. (laughs) Right. That's true. Cause like like, there's, there's people who would be like, ah, they're dumb. That's uh, that's not the same thing. No. It's what you got a little love in your face. You got a little, little sparkle in your eye, a little love in your voice. And you say, "Eh, they're they're dumb. They're dumb. They're a little, They're a little dumb. <laughs> I love them anyway. Just the cats casually on the stove. Let's see what happens. Only one way to find out. All right, listen, if you want some more of our craziness, please go listen back to some of our old episodes. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. But we always point people to Spotify because you can respond to our Q&As. You can respond to our polls over there. Um, I, we do have some Q&A responses to read real quick. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, well, yeah, we got a we got a negative review on one. Um, just Matt, who is a, a first time responder, said, I think I'm done with this podcast. I'm like, OK, Ooh. all righty, Matt. Well, that, that's it. Yep, that's it. All right. Well, don't. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. <laughs> I, what do you want me to do? Yeah, you I know, right? <laughs> to do anything with. Exactly. Come on. Exactly. Say, sayonara there, Matt. Um, let's see, Aaron Bailey. And now on, on our last episode, we got like the usual people responding. So I, I do appreciate that. Aaron Bailey uh, responded to our question. The question was, where do you stand on the stadium issue after this week? Do we need more transparency? Um, Aaron Bailey said they just need to move forward and yes, transparency and even do some polling in Kansas City. I actually like the North Kansas City options. Areas hopping and it's a stone's throw from power and light. Um, Aaron, do do appreciate your in, insight there. Um, I haven't I haven't put a whole lot of weight into the polling that that I've heard so far from from the, Kansas City. The problem with polling is that it's almost always biased. One way nobody, or another. Nobody commissions a poll to find out an answer. They commission a poll to get the answer that they want. Yeah. So when the Royals are polling, they're like, 
get a phrase this question such that they say they want the stadium where we want it and that mm-hmm. they want to pay for it the way we want it paid for. Yep. And, and when somebody else does the polling, they have a different priority and it, it's, it's all a mess. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, whenever you look at poll results, remember, look at what the question was and adjust what you see the answer as accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke 5747 said such a frustrating experience as a fan. Yes. Do you agree with that? Luke, both sides are arguing through the media. The Royals just can't seem to stick to their own deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem, the problem is I think the Royals are trying to set deadlines to put pressure on the County Jackson County and Jackson County doesn't care. Or Frank white doesn't care. Somebody doesn't care. Yeah. They're just like, uh-huh, sure, deadlines, cool. I'll mm-hmm. get back to you eventually. Yeah. When I get back to you. Um, Luke went on to say, I've gotten to where I know they're moving. Just do it. Um, so that's, yep, like we were talking about, Luke, we will be very surprised if they don't end up moving. And lastly, Royal Rupert responded with, just move the team to Nashville. What other team would want to play at the K? New expansion team, question mark? Well, Rupert, I I will say this. If the Royals move on from Kauffman Stadium, it is not going to be empty very long because it is going to be demolished after not very long. There is no way that a team can justify pushing their way out of the stadium and then just to have another another team come in and play in same said stadium. So thank you, everyone, for for your responses to our Q&As. We did get a lot of... uh, I this this did not age very well as the Rangers have a three to one lead over the Diamondbacks. But I asked the listeners, who do you think will win the World Series, Texas or Arizona? Seventy one percent said the Diamondbacks. And yeah, it's uh, it's not looking too good out there. It could happen. It, it can. It's happened before. Teams have come back from three one deficits that they have. They have before. It's uh, just the the math is not in their favor. And that's OK. As a okay, didn't, didn't the Phillies have a three-one lean over over the Diamondbacks at one point? I or was it just three-two? No, I want to say it was three-one. If they, I swear, listen, they they talked about all the parallels between the was it the two thousand and one Diamond Diamondbacks uh, World Series or was it 2002? Whenever the last time, whenever the last time the Diamondbacks went to the World Series, there was a lot of random parallels. Um, like, Rand, that was the same year Randy Johnson hit the bird with this pitch. Well, Zach Gallen hit a bird with a pitch this year. Um, <laughs> I George, didn't know about that. George Bush threw out the the first pitch at their first World Series, and lo and behold, he threw out the first pitch at this this year's World Series because he's with the Texas Rangers and some former fashion there. There's a lot of strange parallels. Um, so hey, that series continues on Wednesday night. I'm hoping the diamondbacks win just so it goes a little bit longer. Um, I will be very disappointed if this is the end of baseball for the season already. Jeremy, do you have uh, anything else before we get on out of here? Uh, Oh, reviews. Uh, nope. I'm crazy. Oh, reviews. Sure, we should review something. Yes, we we should review something. Well, I'll I'll go and start so I can give you some time to think since I'm Good coming call. out of nowhere. Um. Oh shoot. What? Oh, so Katie and I just watched the Nun two last night. Um. The the sequel to I think the first one came out like 2018. It's part of the Conjuring universe. Uh-huh. Um. It was it was very enjoyable. I will right. I will say that it's one of those movies that would probably be very overstimulating if I went and watched it in a theater um, because I was just sitting here watching it on my laptop and I was still very like like huh I'm jumping out of my seat and like curling my toes and kind of like scared um, and also I did not realize how much money that movie made for. Uh, for the studio because it only had a budget, even though it was a, you know, a theatrical sequel, it only had a budget of $38 million and it brought in like 260 some odd million dollars. So it is, I I know that's just something that studio folks will, will care about, but I thought it was like, Hey, they, uh, if it keeps making money like this, that means they're going to keep making movies like this. I'm, I'm okay with that. Jeremy, what you got for a review, man? 
All right, so a little more information about me than probably anyone needs. I try to work out every day. Okay. And one of the ways I encourage myself is that while I'm working out, I have a rowing machine that I usually use. Mm-hmm. I watch an anime. I watch a subbed anime. Usually watch dubbed anime. I don't judge dub or sub. I think they're both great. But not everything is dubbed. So I'll watch a subbed anime because I don't have the focus to watch those when I'm not exercising. And when I am exercising, I'm like, okay, and now I'm watching this anime instead of thinking about how I really don't want to be exercising. <laughs> um, and I just finally finished... Uh oh no, I forgot the name of the anime. Oh no. I remember the name of the opening song. Birdie Wing, that's the name of the anime. Birdie Wing, a golf girl anime. Okay. Um, so it's it's about two teenage girls who want to become pro golfers and consider each other their ultimate rivals. Okay. And 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 one of one of them was born to, uh, you know, a golfing uh, uh, what's royalty. Like, her mom was just an amazing golfer. Her dad was an amazing golfer. Her grandpa owns the biggest golfing supply, whatever. It's in her manu- blood. Golfing equipment manufacturer in Japan. Blah, blah, blah. She's destined to become the youngest pro ever and really just make everyone want to buy their stuff. <laughs> um, and then the other girl... Grew up in Nefrace, which is France, but they didn't want to call it France for some reason, so they called it Nefrace. They still have Japan, they still have England, but Nefrace instead of France. I don't know. Um, She grew up there, uh, homeless, poor, all this stuff. This random dude taught her how to play golf, uh, (laughs) and, and she goes to underground mafia golfing, gambling things and and wins money for herself and the people her found family uh via that and then they eventually bump into each other and blah 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 blah. Hmm. um it is a bonkers opening obviously um it gets in some ways more bonkers and less bonkers as time goes on it's not really a sports anime in the traditional sense at least not how i understand them most sports anime are very like descriptive of like, these are the strategies and this is how you do this. And this is why you would choose this. And like, you know, for it's, for example, if you watch Ace of the Diamond, which is probably my Facebook favorite baseball anime, like an episode will just be like a couple of innings where they'll be like every pitch, just like, Oh, I should throw a curveball <laughs> because this and this and this, and I got to make sure that I hold it like this. So it breaks like this because this and this and this, it's, you like and, said, and just so on and on and on and on. Yeah. This was more of the shonen kind of thing where they were just like yelling the names of their golf shots. Like, this is the blue bullet and I'm going to shoot you through. <laughs> it's just like, okay, sure. And they did not. I was like, I was going into this. I'm like, I'm going to learn about golf. I'm going to know what golf's about. When I, nope. I, <laughs> I know about the shining rainbow burst. What does that mean? I, Nothing. Something with the six iron, I'm sure. Yeah. So it's, it's a really, it's a really kind of fun cute anime really goofy um animation's gorgeous uh but it it if you're looking to understand golf you will not understand golf when you're done if you're a big golf fan you may just be like no this is stupid um there was one character in there i'm sorry this review is just way too long there's one character in there who like literally runs at the golf ball like she step, takes several steps back and then runs at the golf ball and swings at it while running so that she can hit it harder. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think anyone does that. I don't think you would be very accurate <laughs> if you tried to hit a golf ball while running. Happy Gilmore? Question mark. Is, is does that happen to Happy Gilmore? I haven't yeah. seen that. I you haven't know. seen Happy Gilmore? No. Oh man, you are you are missing out. I maybe uh, wait. Is that is he a hockey player who yeah, becomes a golfer? Yeah, he's a hockey player who becomes. A I golfer. have seen that. Yeah, it's been a while. Okay, and he he doesn't use he doesn't use normal golf clubs. He uses right, he like uses, hockey he uses his hockey swing. Yeah, but does he run at the ball? Yeah. before he sw- he does. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I still don't think that works. I don't think that's real. It is. I look look it up. I've seen people do it on YouTube, and it's it is replicable. It is effective. But you ain't gonna see it on the PGA tour anytime soon. Yeah, and they were like, "We're doing this at the British Open." Okay, <laughs> all right, strange. 
Alrighty. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that. That's that show. Go check it out. If any of that sounded interesting. <laughs> hey, to to each their own, man. It uh it does not sound like my cup of tea, but that is yeah, fair enough. Just I, fine. I, I yeah. <laughs> also, random thing that I just realized: the past two guys that we've interviewed for podcast episodes have been um top thirty prospects. I didn't realize that. Zoback was a he's the 30th ranked prospect don't get me wrong he's just in there but then will's the 25th ranked so that is very cool well hey go ahead and uh go ahead and check us out on social media please at royal rundown pod on i will tell you all about birdie wing yes ask me and i will just tell you everything that is the whole reason why tiktok has 10 minute videos now for jeremy's (laughs) reviews Oh, man. Yes. Go check us out on TikTok at Royal Rundown Pod. Thanks to Jeremy over there. Nearly something new coming out every single day. So thank you very much for that, my man. And listen, if you're still listening to this, you know where to find us on social media. Please go support us there. Um, Just gives us more fire to to keep doing stuff for y'all. I challenge you all to say one nice thing Mm, to, uh, to us and one nice thing about someone who isn't us, but say it to us on on twitter would would absolutely love that you can send um you can send yours to jeremy at hikaius that is h-o-k-i-u-s you can send them to me as well at jacob milham kc like i said they are linked down the podcast description below also if you want to send your thoughts to honey you could do that too on instagram and on facebook at handmade by honey co Well, Jeremy, let's go ahead and get on out of here, man. Get on with our Wednesday evening. Thank you very much for joining me as always, sir. Thanks for for lining up some impressive interviews. That's what I'm here for, my man. All righty. And to everyone out there still listening, thank you so much for supporting. And until next time, go Royals.